Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's your class we're coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there this is all of our fantastic shows including everyone that was a part of our great weekend coverage and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you could like share and subscribe please subscribe today so we can go ahead and let you know about the latest things that are going on here with the latest notifications when we go live on the air with our great shows including this one right here so you can go ahead please subscribe today be part of the amazing crew that we have that goes ahead and checks us out each and every time out plus our good friends at of course Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom, also as well, Jamie Sweet. They're always having fun at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend Joe Soro. You know what? If he doesn't come on tonight, it's okay because his nerves, for a guy that doesn't show much the way of nerves, his nerves are probably rattling right now because he is in anticipation of tonight's NCAA championship game, but you can go ahead and support him today at Simblades, Simbladeswithay.com, and of course Lakersball.com. Every Friday morning, you got to go ahead and check him out. It's Magic Man in the morning with a cup of coffee in hand. He gives you the latest news and notes from the NBA and everything and life in general. Go ahead and check it out every Friday morning. Ah. Oh. The Lakers Fast Break YouTube channel. And if you can like and support all of that, plus our good friend Stone Hansen and the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, who is actually going to be on playback tonight. So after our show, head on over to playback, go ahead to the Upside Swings NBA Draft channel. And then after that, while the game is going on there, root for Joe's team, San Diego State. Uh, you can do that all right there with the NBA Draft podcast presented by the Upside Swings. If you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Daniel Barry, I'm glad you're back on the Lakers train now. I appreciate it. I remember all your 
comments similar to what many Lakers fans were over the course of the season because like the Lakers support from the fans, it's been all over the place these past few weeks, these past few months, these past couple of years, and deservedly so because the organization has not been always the greatest to go ahead and give out the best product possible out there on the floor, but that all has changed. And we will be talking about that at length because a good man is here indeed, Magic Man in the Morning host, Sean Grice. But before we get into the Wild Wild West and talk about the Lakers, everything going on in the final week of the regular season, my friend, how are you holding up after a wacky and crazy wild weekend for the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, you know what, Gerald? It was uh, very loopy, and I'm, I'm still kind of feeling it, almost back to normal. But yeah, it was, um, it was a whirlwind weekend. Everything went our way pretty much. Um, and as a basketball fan, what a weekend it was. That uh, that final four in the women's NCAA was just fantastic. And obviously it shows in the television ratings because of the they blew them out of the water. I think it averaged, what, close, just under 10 million viewers, hit a high of 12 million viewers, the most watched NCAA basketball women's game of all time, and deservedly so. And Congratulations to the LSU Tigers. Uh, just a great performance from them. You know, hey, and I will say, if you talk the talk, you're going to have to walk the walk when your team doesn't get it done. Uh, you know, and I know there's a lot of smack on social media, but you know what? Hey, if you're going to do this one game, you can expect it the next. Absolutely, Gerald. And You uh... can't see me. You can't see me. Uh, you know, it was very interesting. The very next day, there was a report out by ESPN where uh, Alexis Morris of the LSU Tigers had said that they saw what was going on and uh, they would remember that disrespect on the court. So you're right, Gerald. For South gonna... Carolina, Carolina, fellow SEC. Yes. So if... you're right, Gerald. If you're going to dish it out, you're going to have to take it. Yep. I mean, we always say that to Joe, you know, when he loses the bet, he always pays up. So absolutely great weekend of basketball. And of course it all was capped off by the Lakers. Fantastic win in Houston, 134 to 109, just a terrific performance right now. The latest Lakers news for today, obviously outside of what's going on with the playoffs and all that, since the whole NBA is dark for today to respect the NCAA championship game. I will say, though, that it was reported that as of now, LeBron James is questionable for the game against Utah, but D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis are probable, which is good there. Your thoughts on this, my friend? I'm going to cut it out to clear. In fact, we'll actually start with the wacky Wild West because I know this, everybody wants to hear, hear Lakers first. As we go into the final week of the season and we have four teams with 38 losses, and actually could, with everything fell right, could be at the end of the week or the end of the Sunday, six teams with the same record, which would be really scary, all of 41 to 41. Your thoughts on what's going on with the Lakers and this week? We've got some major matchups this week that are really, really very interesting, including a Clippers matchup on Wednesday where they have four days off and the Lakers are on a back-to-back. How fair is that? Yeah, that's not very fair, Gerald. I, I don't find that very fair at all. But 
unfortunately, that's just the way the, the schedule went this time around. I'm hoping that they come out with the same intensity that they came out with in the in our six out of seven stretch here. Just the same kind of focus, Gerald. That's what we need. Um, so Utah, what are your thoughts, though, on, on LeBron being questionable? Do you think he's going to be sitting out in Utah and then playing the Clippers back-to-back? I don't think so. I I think he I think he's going to try and give it a go for both games. I really okay. do. All right. It's possible. It's very possible he decide. You're right. It, it's very possible, and it looks like it may be leaning towards him sitting out. But something tells me I I just get a a, a spidey sense that I don't think they want to uh lose any of the chemistry they have i think they want to keep this momentum and this train going so uh, and they have every they have every motivation to do that the un other than maybe the phoenix suns who have won five in a row the lakers are the hottest team in the league right now absolutely they're playing some of the best defense in the league for the past eight weeks and really are looking good uh, what my gosh uh, this team is totally transformed into something all those months and weeks and days we heard the prognostications by laker tom and how good this team could be and he never lost faith when realistically 99 percent of the rest of the fan base did including us we thought you know that this team was going nowhere nowhere fast it, you know the, all of a sudden the trades were made Rob Palenka, everybody's throwing him his flowers. And yes, the team is doing well right now. The team is absolutely doing well and, and hopefully will continue that over the next four games. I still don't like the way the schedule's laid out because, again, the Clippers are now getting four days off heading into their matchup on Wednesday against the Lakers. Lakers coming off a of back-to-back and one of the furthest back-to-backs you can go because it's usually the Denver or the Utah game that are the furthest out for back-to-backs. That's really not exactly a a great setup for the Lakers. They need to go ahead and put Utah away early in order to have a chance the next day. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. That needs to take place. You need to finish Utah early so you can, you know, if if LeBron isn't going and AD is, then you have to find a way to get him some the rest, all of the fourth quarter, and potentially uh, a couple other key players as well. That That's the emphasis. I agree, Gerald. There should be an onus on the Lakers tomorrow night just to just savagely rip them apart and be ready to go Wednesday because that, that game has tremendous implications. Look, we, we recognize that the Clippers are already going to win the season series. So, no, the Lakers will have to finish with uh, one win more than the Clippers to finish ahead of them in the standings. Yeah. But the, the game isn't less impactful because, like Gerald is saying, there are only four games left, and that one is huge. And that one is huge because it, it portends to the Lakers either – going for that fifth seed or trying to or possibly falling back into to a play-in and i don't want to see that right now gerald we we talked about this it they that all the momentum is in their side right now to not be in the play-in to finish in the top six and i think this idea that playing games with what seed you are i i think you're like i said uh to the group 
uh, previously. I just think that's uh, that's fool's gold to try and think that if you can position yourself into a more advantageous or what you think may be a more fortuitous situation, oftentimes ends up backfiring on you. Search and Destroy has a great question. Do you rest AD against the Jazz? Maybe gamble? I, I have a feeling the way that LeBron was already listed as questionable, maybe they're already leaning on resting LeBron. I think since AD is already listed as probable, they're going to keep uh, him uh, upright and they're going to make sure that he plays on on Tuesday. They do need at least one of those two there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they I don't think they would win in Utah. Again, I think it's another Houston situation they would fall into. I don't know the status of Walker Kessler. Uh, he did suffer concussion-like s- symptoms. I don't know the status of Lowry marketing because he did play in the last game, but they've been holding him out of several games. So, again, it all depends on where Utah sits at. Do they want to go in full tank mode? Because their magic number to getting eliminated from the play-in is now, I believe, down to one, if that's the case. So you now have to look at that. And now there's a very real possibility, and rumors are out there today flying, that Dallas is going to put to the sideline both Luca and Kyrie. So let the chess games begin, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely, Gerald. The, the little scheming has begun. As for the Jazz, Gerald, uh, just an injury update. Jordan Clarkson will be out for the game on Tuesday. Rudy Gay will also be out. Colin Sexton and Laurie Markinen are listed as questionable. And Walker Kessler has been ruled out for the rest of the regular season drill due to his concussion, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a terrible way for his uh, very, very great rookie season. And you don't want to see anybody get that. And, and you know, because one can lead to another, makes you more susceptible to another. And my, my hopes are for Walker Kessler, who uh, not only because I thought he was going to be really good, and I said that on draft shows last year with Stone – with Raphael, it's just for the fact that I think that this kid has a very bright future and I want him to achieve every level of success uh, for himself. And he has done the the community and and the team so much to not regret for one second, the trade for Rudy Gobert. And and I'm wishing him the best. And I'm so sad to see that, you know, getting a, any player getting a concussion, you're just really, really sad. Oh, of course, Cheryl, and absolutely, and with with all due respect, we all love Walker, and, uh, you know, I would love him to be a Laker one day, but uh, for him to, to come from uh, Auburn University and then end up in Utah, I think it's the best of both worlds, actually. They're very similar communities, very communal, and like you said, Gerald, uh, Walker Kessler is, is very uh, generous and um, just an all-around good person, and yeah. uh, it, it seems like he's going to be an excellent fit for uh, that organization he's going to be a cornerstone for them that's for sure really looking good so far i had a great rookie season that's now come to an end but the lakers you know they got a plan that's happened to the lakers on the other end as far as for them yeah. against them mm-hmm. so the lakers will find themselves hopefully uh into game where they got to play one yeah because and yeah. tht is going to go and get the green light and the extra green light so you know he's going to go off for 40 Yes, because he wants the revenge game against the Lakers. But when it comes to the Lakers, they got to play one because you see, however upgraded you think the talent is, 
to me, at that Houston game showed they are not where they can be or need to be with all the tweaks. They still need more tweaks in the offseason, but they are an improved team, a very good team that has filled many holes, not all of them, but is it enough without LeBron or AD? And I don't think so. Because, again, we saw that in Houston, it didn't quite work that time when they didn't have either of them in the lineup. No, absolutely, Gerald. Uh, Well said. Yeah, I think that Houston game was sort of a red herring for, you know, what is missing within the uh, within the structure of the roster. And it was because the people of this past weekend saying deepest bench in the league, Mm. la 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 la. I'm like, slow down. You you, you started out with the absolute worst three to 15, as I mentioned at the beginning of the season you've made significant upgrades, but that can only take you to up so many spots, maybe like top 15. Top yes. 10. Yeah. Okay. We'll maybe give you that, but that's still without your two-star players, that still leaves you very shorthanded. So tomorrow's like, and I know sovereign saying we shouldn't be resting our stars before the games is close to the playoffs. Resting during game is a different story. However, I have a feeling with the back-to-back sovereign though, on Tuesday and Wednesday, I really think that they are going to sit one down on Tuesday, knowing that Lowry Markton is very iffy at best, knowing that Walker Kessler is out. I think that they're going to have one of those top players in there, but not both. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And because Walker Kessler is not playing, this is an opportunity for Wendy and Gabriel again to try and eat up some valuable minutes and be productive. It's it's incumbent upon him to do that. He's very capable of it as this role, in this role. He's very capable. Will he? We'll see. It's kind of, a, like Gerald said, it's kind of a, a roller coaster wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in cellophane with get, when you, and you just, you hope that you're going to get the best effort out of him, and you usually do. But that doesn't always translate to a high IQ player out there, yeah. Gerald. If LeBron plays tomorrow, it's because LeBron wants to play. If yeah. LeBron doesn't play tomorrow, it's because LeBron got easily talked out of playing tomorrow. I think everybody is pointing towards Wednesday's game against the Clippers. This organization is. I don't want them to overlook Utah, but it's clear already the signals are being set in place as far as whether or not the Lakers want to go ahead and play everybody on a back-to-back. So that's very much a key right there for you, Sean. Because remember, remember, guys, remember this is important. We're getting our back-to-back over with right now. It's happening right now. When we get Phoenix on Friday, they're coming off a back-to-back. They but wouldn't. if they win on Tuesday against the Spurs, they can shut people down because they, and they'll, I think be, they they'll will. be firmly into fourth. They Their magic number, I think, for fourth place is one as well. It's one, yes. Yeah. So it's very possible that you could see maybe KD playing Thursday but not playing not playing Friday. Or like Gerald was saying, if they just clinch fourth, that's it. I think they they shut shut their guys down until the uh, the playoffs start. Plus, that could be a very real possibility. Plus, you're also getting Utah off a of back-to-back themselves. They're, I believe they're in Sacramento on Saturday night, and then they're in Los Angeles on Sunday. So if the Lakers can take care of business, and we all hope they will, 
I think they can in Utah with their injury problems and with AD uh, uptick in um, in his play. Can you beat the Clippers? Because if you can, that it that is a, a crucial a crucial win because then you're getting two teams coming off back to backs and they're vulnerable. So if the Lakers can take care of business on the front of it, of their own back to back, I believe Gerald they could take care of business when other teams are on their end of their back-to-backs this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse the better that these Marvel films do the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general but other Marvel films also I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I did want to mention to Scarlet and Blue and I mentioned everybody on the air, but I did put it on the world's best Lakers chat room that's out there. That's the Lakers Fast Break that uh, he found it odd that tonight everybody in the league was off tonight. And that's just, they always do that every single year to honor the NCAA championship game. I know that they do schedule some days off about a couple of weeks ago when the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the tournament first started, they don't want to compete with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a spoken thing or unspoken thing with the NCAA, but it's pretty obvious. They never like to run on major days in the NCAA tournament. So this is going to be one of them tonight. And I'll make sure everybody uh, goes ahead and has plenty of opportunity to go ahead and sit back and relax to watch that game. So we will not, run over on that especially sean here i know joe i didn't think joe i've sent the invite for joe but i like i said i think joe's somewhere getting all ready getting on the couch getting all comfort or he could be at the uh, the buffalo wild wings getting those tasty wings cooked up for him and stuff like that got the beer going right there for himself so you know we could see him uh there or relaxing getting prepared for his alma mater as they face up, and boy, has the word alma mater. This <laughs> alma mater, uh, San Diego State takes off against uh, the Connecticut Huskies. So we'll talk about that at the very back end of the show. But before we head on out, my friend, the Wild West, and uh, you know, before we get to the CBA, the Wild West is certainly ba- uh, crazy. People are pointing though, if the Lakers go three and one or four and zero. Oh, they're most likely to get the fifth seed. I mean, this dance, all these teams are going to be doing to try and want to get the sixth seed so that they would rather face Sacramento. They get the fifth seed and face off against Phoenix. I think if you get too cute, you're going to end up losing anyways. Yes, Gerald. If you get too cute, you're going to lose anyway. One fascination about the Kings is that over the 80 80- out of the 82-game stretch, they've been difficult to game plan. Now, why is that? Well, they have two very, very good offensive players who are left-handed. And as you know, Gerald, it is very, it's very difficult to guard anyone who's left-handed because they do everything backwards. Yeah. And I think that's been difficult at times for other teams to game plan for the Kings because Dom and De'Aaron are so uh, 
not only are they left-handed, but they're also ambidextrous. So that that lends itself to being a, another difficult characteristic in trying to scout them. So I'm with you. I think if you get too cute, and and I I am with Stone Hansen as well. Stone makes a great point that you know Sacramento's offense in the regular season probably doesn't translate to the the postseason. It gets so, more defensive, and the Lakers' defense the past two months has been rated at the very top of the league. Yes. So, I mean, if the Lakers did face the Kings uh, from a defensive standpoint, I would feel I would feel good about that. But again, like you said, Joe, if the if the Clippers or Pelicans want to get too cute here, they might find themselves in a position where maybe maybe you thought you were going to play the Kings, but now you're playing the Memphis Grizzlies or you're playing the Denver Nuggets. I think what's more important to them, you know, if they had a choice between sixth or fifth or seventh and all that, obviously number six is the one that all these teams want to go for. But with the way that the tiebreakers fall out, because it's probably going to come to that, I think that the Lakers, you know, if they keep winning, if they go three and one or if they go four and oh, they're going to get put in the fifth place. The most important to them is that week off. The most yes. important of them is getting the fifth or the sixth place, preferably the sixth, but getting to that fifth and getting that week off. Seventh place, you're running into a Memphis team that has still, even with the injuries, some athletic personnel and youth that might be, you know, that still has experience, playoff experience that could be problematic for the Lakers. So I'm not sure they have a great fit in guarding Jaw. I'm not still not convinced of that. But when it comes to the Lakers, yes, the best matchup is Sacramento, but for all these teams, the best matchup is Sacramento. But the thing that would be that they need to focus on is that week off, because that I think would be the most beneficial thing for this team. Yeah, hundred hundred percent, Gerald, and, and uh, we've seen it uh, before with teams that uh, enter the play-in tournament. Uh, we saw it in the bubble uh, with the Portland Trail Blazers. They look very fatigued after that play-in tournament. And uh, although they did they did win game one against the Lakers, that series wasn't really close. Um, there are other there are, you know other examples. The the Timberwolves burnt out in the first round when they when they were able to secure their uh, their play and win as well. So it if you can avoid the plan, you should because that extra week is monumental. It, it could be the difference between a a, a sweep and a, a six or a seven game series. I just think that week is what they need to focus on. They could try to go ahead and get to the sixth seed somehow, try to maneuver it. But really, that won't be dictated until the very last day, until Sunday's game against Utah. They'll pretty much know then whether or not they have a shot at the sixth seed. The question is, do they have a chance to get that week off? That is the most important thing because this team coming in tired off of a play-in game or two, as they head into face-off against a Memphis or a Denver, for goodness sakes, that could be too much to ask. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it would be, unfortunately. I think both the, all, every team in the West is vulnerable, and the, the teams at the top are. But I, like Gerald was saying, I, I don't think it lends itself to um, a victory in a series with either one of those teams if you do end up in the plan. You just – you're just there's more rubber on the tires. There's less time to scheme 
less time to understand uh, certain matchups. And I would just suggest that if you can avoid the plan, avoid the plan and, and garnet and, you know, look forward to that week off. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford along with Magic Man in the morning host, Sean Grice. We thank you so much for watching and listening. We did want to talk CBA. The collective bargaining agreement looks like it has been approved by both sides. I know the players still have yet to vote on it, so it's not officially a done deal yet. And if you listen to Draymond Green, he's not exactly entirely in love with it, but I think for the most part, it's going to be ratified by the players and it's going to be ratified by the owners and it's going to be one big happy kumbaya moment between everybody and everybody's going to love each other for a little while as they all make hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars on a new TV contract when it starts up here this summer, which is great for them. Well, actually, a work stoppage would be lousy for us too. So it's great for us as well. My friend, you've seen some of the liner notes about the CBA. It's not officially out, but there's so many things that have been leaked out about it. You pretty much got a good idea exactly what the major bullet points are. I know that we talked on our post game for the Rockets. We talked about, you know, all the different variating things, including the 65 mandatory games you would have to play to be considered for any of the all NBA awards. Talked about some of the things where marijuana will no longer be tested on the players, which I think comes as a great relief for them. Uh, NBA players will be allowed to invest in both NBA and WNBA franchises via private equity firm selected by the National Basketball Players Association. That one kind of is weird as as both L. Rob and myself kind of questioned that one. I I really don't think that's, that's kind of like, right to do as an active player unless it's for the opposite league like WNBA into NBA and NBA to WNBA I think that's fine but okay I, I again I just need to know a little bit more specifics on that but when it comes down to the CBA what are some of the what's the one thing that you really like about this new CBA that looks to be ratified yeah you know what Gerald the uh the the two that stand out are the the cap smoothing which uh which I think is uh, is very re- uh, reassuring and uh, reasonable. Look, one of the big problems about the previous uh, iteration of the salary cap was that in 2016, a previous TV deal kicked in, and the cap spiked 32%, and that spike allowed the, the Golden State Warriors to take advantage of a situation where Steph Curry was coming off uh, – multiple injuries during his rookie contract and had signed a team-friendly, almost bridge-like deal. And the Warriors were able to secure the services of of Kevin Durant. Uh, On the flip side, that spike also led other teams to stupidly and foolishly squander a lot of money. And that includes the Los Angeles Lakers, who signed Luol Deng and Timofey Mozgov to obscene contracts just because the salary cap had spiked and they thought that logically they just needed to spend yeah, they're some never money. going to do that again. No, that will never happen again. As long, as long as Gene bus is running the organization, they well, will Kevin not Durant that led to Kevin Durant signing with the Golden State Warriors. It, it, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah. That, that spike was, was a big deal. So now they've decided no matter what, 
the 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 highest increase that'll happen is ten percent. It'll go up ten percent annually, and there won't be any uh, AA. Smoothing as they it'll say. be a smoothing. Yeah, we won't we won't see this giant spike that we have in the past. And as Gerald had said uh, on the previous post game show, that was going to lead to more teams being able to field competitive squads, squads that mainly come from their own development. And, and that emphasis is on good drafting and uh, being able to um, manage a sound salary cap as well, Gerald. Also want to make sure everybody knows that one of the things that uh, are talked about, I know that uh, Stone Hansen liked the three two-way contracts that would be, Yes, because uh, that is something I think that is really going to be great, and it gives a lot of opportunity for for teams and their players. Teams will also have now 24 hours to match offer sheets signed by a restricted free agent instead of 48 hours. You don't have your hands tied as a, as an organization, so you can't sign any other free agents, especially in that first few hours, those few few first few days of uh, free agency. So. Uh, I really like that aspect of it as well. In fact, I'd put it to 12 hours personally or less, but that's just me. You do, I think six hours, that would probably be top. That should be all you need. But of course, again, it's 24 just to make it, you know, somewhat fair. The salary cap, like you said. Absolutely. We we never know with technology, Gerald. The fax yeah. machine, the power could go out in the building. And then if it's so It just still blows my mind that they're dealing <laughs> yeah. all of the stuff on a fax machine. Okay. Yeah. I know, right? That, like, seriously, we're in 2023. Yeah. The tax apron that they talked about, that will be $17.5 million above the tax line. You know, it's a hard cap, but it's not called a hard cap because you don't want to call it a hard cap, but it's kind of like a hard cap. You know, whatever you want to say, okay, it is. It's somewhat, a hard cap. Yeah. It's a hard cap for yeah. all intents and purposes. Again, this affects teams like the Lakers, which don't draft and retain a lot of their players. They usually make the big trades or they make the big free agent signings. It usually affects teams like those, Golden State, Milwaukee, the big spending teams, the Clippers at the top. It's going to be beneficial more to the 25 to maybe, I guess, 2018, 27 teams that are that are really don't spend as much, that want to go ahead and retain their players long term. So this this CBA will be more beneficial towards them for I mean, for if you're looking at it objectively, I think it's the right move. You're looking at it as, as a Lakers fan. It's not exactly what you wanted to hear. Yeah, no, not exactly. There are there are definitely some uh, maneuverabilities within this salary cap that uh, had previously been non-existent that the Lakers, unfortunately, will not be able to take advantage of. Um, it's going to be uh, a new a new philosophy as far as a cap perspective i'm not sure if they're going to change their philosophy as far as uh other aspects of uh development and evaluation but yeah this definitely changes the um the calculus when it comes to how much money you want to you're going to spend and how you can spend it drilled uh i i just wanted to just bring one clarification i know lee was um pondering on the uh, previous podcast what what the uh what the affiliation with possibly betting would be in this new CBA. Now, of course we don't have the meat and potatoes, but, uh, the, the it was mentioned. It was mentioned, uh, that, that has more to do with players being able to invest in DraftKings and FanDuel and other sports betting 
uh, operators rather than actually betting on the games themselves. And that will be uh, disallowed. But that's still not exactly the greatest thing. But it is, in essence, a company. But that's something I think that the league has to heavily monitor. Uh, it sounds like it's something that the players wanted to do. It's something like the the companies themselves, like DraftKings and, you know, all that, because they want player sponsorships and, and things like that. So I guess this paves the way for that in, in certain instances. Not exactly thrilled by it because it doesn't sound totally 100%, you know, on the up no, and up. But... No, but you know what, Gerald? Um, unfortunately, uh, last month, um, the Wizards were in Orlando and uh, a fan, an unruly fan was very disrespectful towards Bradley Beal. Because he lost 1300 bucks. He, did, I heard. Yeah, apparently. And Bradley Beal said, you know, what do you want from me, man? I, I don't have any skin skin in that game, in your game. I've got skin in this game. And it led to a confrontation. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it did. And that's unfortunate because – that, like you said, Gerald, it, it's sort of a, like a gray area. It's a slippery slope. You're kind of going down because. Yep. Yep. But that, now all you can do is all you have to do for many people out there is just grab one of these. You just go ahead, get the app, sign up, do all that wonderful stuff. Although here for me in Nevada, unfortunately I'm, it's usually uh, I'm on the disclaimer list. I says, uh, you don't get any of those promotions if you're in Nevada. So yeah, there. Because of course it's Nevada, we gamble anyways. So yeah, you absolutely, used, absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, and but so Gerald, many places around the country now, it's so heavily involved in the sports betting. So I guess that's why they want to be involved with it. But yeah, it's kind of like, mm. I, I, and I guess it complicates things depending on what state you're in. Yeah, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Gerald, because I believe yeah. uh, oh, California, yeah. California does not permit sports betting right now. So I'm not sure what kind of investment. Uh, either Lakers players, Kings, or well, in person. Clippers. I think they do yeah. apps. I think okay. they do apps. I have to ask Joe on that one uh, to make sure. But uh, I know they have gambling casinos in specific areas. Like he lives next to one. Yeah, uh, yeah, in, he uh, does. In Pachanga. Pachanga. So yeah. Know, so I have to ask him the specifics on sports betting. There was always horse betting available because horse racing was a thing. Santa Anita, Hollywood racetrack. So it was a thing. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask him as far as the specifics on that, but it is dependent on each state as far as, you know, just listen to any podcast that has a DraftKings or a gambling site as their sponsor. You have to hear through the one half for the 30 second commercial. You have to hear through a minute and a half of disclaimers on which specific states and what they allow. So, yeah, I mean, it just, again, it seems like the players wanted to become more involved with this end of the gambling part of it. And it sounds like the NBA who wants to become and who more involved with the gambling side of it are not exactly relenting on that aspect as well. Yeah, no, exactly. And in doing research, Gerald, it looks like uh, before the uh, previous, C uh, this new CBA had been ratified, the, uh, the Supreme court had already ruled nine to zero uh, that, that sports betting would was uh, legal. Uh, yeah, so, so that's the write-off told us that some apps work, some don't in his Okay, state, so. all right. Thanks a lot. That's a write-off. Appreciate that's good that. Note, and I appreciate good it. Good note. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good to know indeed. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.
Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. So again, we don't know all the ins and outs, 100% of it, but we got most of the in the gist of it as far as the collective bargaining agreement, my friend. Overall, I think it's an okay deal. Again, as I argued with, with oh, I shouldn't say I, I didn't argue with, but I, as I spoke to Stone, the one and done deal, I was really like Stone five years ago on that. But the NIL, the O'Bannon case, opening up the NIL money, and also as well the fact you have overtime elite, you have the G League Ignite, you have Australia, Europe leagues. There's so many ways that a kid that can play basketball can earn money. I'm not exactly – there's no there's – no, cases we're used to see in the 80s and the 90s where these 18 year old kids would come in the league because they were financially in hardship times they needed to provide for their family they had a you know really financially destitute issues and the thing was that these these kids a lot in a lot of cases were just not ready for the NBA and they they got derailed. They got the quick money from the rookie contract. And then you didn't see much of them later on in many of these cases. That's what I was worried about before. That's what was always the drawback before, but I feel as an, you know, as I, I, my personal feeling is if you're 18 years old, you're able, you should be able to do anything you want, whether go to school or go to work in a certain vocation that includes the NBA. But I am finding it harder and harder to argue on the one and done vehemently like he does simply because of the fact, again, there's so much money involved as a college athlete. I agree, Gerald. I agree. Uh, didn't, didn't chime in. Um, but uh, that wasn't for any philosophical reason, but I, I, I agree with, uh, with yourself. Yeah. There are so many options now for, uh, for a young athlete, young man, young woman, uh, who's 17, 18, and they perhaps want to play overseas and, uh, get a, get a different experience or uh, carve their own path. As you were saying, trying to say there, Gerald, it's not just one path anymore where, yep, you go here, you go, there's no GPS to get to the pros anymore. It's carve out your own path and do the best while you're, before you, you get there. Right, Gerald, because you were saying the NIL has kind of changed the calculus on young people's uh, abilities to uh, to uh, earn extra income, or and or uh, provide a better better way of life for their family in the moment. So there's a lot of different avenues young people can go down today. And yes, it's a little disappointing that you know we still have the one and done rule, but there are more positives than negatives when you look at the the long term. Uh, implications of this move than the short term. And I would be remiss if I didn't say this. We we've all we haven't had a chance to go through the meat and potatoes of the CBA, 
but I would be remiss and Gerald would be remiss if we didn't point everyone in the direction when it is ratified, Larry Kuhn is the is the example yeah. of uh The if, Lakers should have offered him a job in their front office many years ago. Yes, yeah. Me and Joe could have a, a five hour podcast about why the Lakers missed on uh, not giving Larry Kuhn. Uh, uh, he runs a symposium offer, here yeah. in Vegas every year as part of the, you know, anybody that wants to be part of the either broadcasting end of it or front office or scouting end of it. They have a very uh, elaborate and expensive, but it is worth it class because it does get your name out there with the different uh, teams in the league. So he is uh, heavily involved with it as far as on the CBA and understanding that. So, yeah, definitely something that there's nobody I know that's better out there than Larry Kuhn on the CBA. So definitely as soon as he gets his hands on, on it, so I'm sure he's got his hands on a good portion of it anyways. But once uh, you hear him and his thoughts on it, I'm sure everybody will go ahead and, and follow suit on exactly whether or not it's going to be, end up being a good deal or a bad deal. But the one thing I do like, I want to mention that could benefit Lakers and Lakers fans down the road. One thing that has been noted you look at as far as the listing down, as far as what's talked about, some of the things that have been added. But the one thing that sticks out to me that the Lakers could do, the Lakers have been very good at, are second round draft picks. Mm-hmm. They've been very good as far as identifying talent in the second round. And a new cap exception is going to be created that will allow teams to sign second round draft picks without having to utilize their mid-level exceptions. And for a team like the Lakers, Golden State, Milwaukee, and others, this could be a way that they can start developing talent in the second round. That could be helpful. I mean, we've seen, whether we like them or not, THT, uh, what, um, who else as far as for the... For the Alex, Cru- yeah, Alex, Alex Cruz, 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 Cruz was, well, He was an undrafted. Drafted. Austin yeah. Reeves, Jordan Austin, Clarkson, Thomas Bryant, Max Christie, Christie this, yes, the list goes on and on. Yeah, to, like I said, Thomas Bryant was a second round draft pick. Yes, the Lakers have done pretty good in that sense. So is the Warriors. So they could now look to more opportunities in the second round with second round talent that may happen to work in their favor because they will not be able to have as many exceptions due to being in the luxury tax. Absolutely, Gerald. Absolutely. And, and, uh, uh, you know, you're right. The Lakers should, and probably will be able to take advantage of that. You know, as far as legacy franchises go that, that spend money, uh, you know, another team uh, that's uh, in the Lakers ballpark, as far as developing second round talent has been the heat. Um, you know, they have both Max Struss yes. and Duncan Robinson, uh, uh, you know, to go with the Lakers, uh, Alex and uh, Austin as well. So those two teams in particular find a way to to get the most out of undrafted or second round picks. And like you and now said, with Gerald, a third two way contract. Right. Now you've even more. Right. Because now oh. you've now you've added another arrow in your in your cap quiver that uh, you you hopefully can use. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to this getting ratified, but the most important thing is that there's not going to be any labor strife that we have to even worry about for no. six years at least. So I'm looking forward to 
labor peace and continuous games 82 game seasons barring any other pandemics of course but 82 game seasons going on without it being involved in a strike so we as nba fans can rejoice over that but before we head it out my friend got to go ahead and ask you your thoughts on tonight's game do you go for or against joe san diego state aztecs Gerald, which is one of the greatest party colleges that are out there. I just want to let you know. So, okay, which is probably right. the reason why Joe went there in the first place. You know what? He he did not mention that when he spoke of his. The his... San Diego schools have been known highly for their, uh, uh, how should I say, festivities. Oh, really? Well, Mr. Soro failed to mention that as one of the reasons why he decided to pick San Diego uh, but State. You live, you live long enough, my friend. You learn for the best. <laughs> you know what, Gerald? I am so rooting for. Uh, I told them the 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 other day. I, I'm, I, you know, outside of Laker being a Laker fan, I like rooting for the underdog. San Diego State Aztecs are the underdog. Let's root for the underdog. I don't think the underdog's going to win, unfortunately. So what's your final score prediction then? Okay, so UConn 70, uh, San Diego State 52. Wow, that's a waxing. All right. You know what? For my friend, I'm going to go ahead and be a Laker Tommy. I'm going to go ahead and predict that San Diego State will be the NCAA champions, just for my good friend, Mr. Joe Soro. I'm going to say it's going to be close one. It's going to be 65 to 63. Mm-hmm. San Diego State pulling it out in the end. And Joe will be going crazy. I'll let everybody know. And it will just hear nonstop wall-to-wall Joe ranting and raving. I wonder if he's made a bet with anybody that if San Diego State wins, he'll go and do something crazy. He didn't say on the show. We should have gotten. We should have pinned him down to go ahead and do something like that. Uh, Gerald, if you, uh, I'm not sure if you can review the previous uh, post game comments, but I believe Zangerstein said that Joe what did bet, did have a bet ongoing, and he was supposed to meet it. So I'm not sure if that's true or not. We'll have I don't to, know what uh, the bet is. Yeah, investigate it, but apparently Joe needs to uh, own up on something here. I don't know what it is. I don't know. If it's the wings, Z, it's actually already been done. So you got to let us know. Okay, next time Z is in the chat, I'll, I'll ask her. Because, like I said, I'm not familiar with any. I thought he was up to date on all of his challenges met. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I heard. I remember her saying he's. Did he bet on uh, the end of the season streak or something? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't remember. So we'll go ahead and clarify it. I haven't heard it from Joe either, but you know what? We'll go and see if we can try and get him to do it. So absolutely. But the last thing I do want to mention to everybody before we head on out is actually uh, had a kind of like a tear in my eye. After all the, the trouble we've gone through since you and I celebrated the 2020 bubble win, uh, so many ups and downs, mostly downs. Uh, and I know we've had a lot of laughs laughing at this team. I know we've had a lot of uh, uh, really downs as far as being angry at this team. That's all the, the continually dumb moves that they've made and all the stupid luck we've had. It was kind of nice, though, in the past uh, two, three days, especially this today, uh, you know, all the national shows, the radio shows, the 
podcasts. They're now seriously talking about Lakers. They're now jumping behind on the bandwagon of Chris Mannix, that Boston lover that he is, that actually said that the Lakers could get to the uh, finals. A lot of other people out there, a lot of other pundits out there are starting to say it too. And actually made me think like from where we were to where we are now, kind of, kind of brought a little twinkle in my eye, kind of was like, a little watering up a little bit, kind of, kind of a little emotional because you know what, this has been a roller coaster ride that I think all fans, and I've sensed that over the course of the past, you know, two seasons now, in the chat, I read the chat. I, you know, I'm not one of these these ho hosts that doesn't read, doesn't come to know, doesn't come to understand what the base is all about. One of my goals is to get you guys and gals out there in as involved as possible and recognize and acknowledge you that you're a great part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. And to me, it really has come down to, to the point where I'm, I'm really happy most for this fan base because this fan base has been suffering so much. I mean, we're all divisive. I think we've met the best of both worlds. The fact is that Russell Westbrook is now doing extremely well and to show that we actually don't have any personal hatred towards him as an individual and that we never did. We are very happy that he's excelling with our crosstown rival, but yet we see how bad he was as a fit for the Lakers because the Lakers have excelled substantially since his departure. So it's been worked out for all the sides involved. And I'm really happy for that. Even Beverly's team has even done well in his departure, even though his mouth has kept on running. I will say, though, that as fans and as someone that has appreciated the Lakers all of his life and seen what's gone on the past couple years and seen the chat and seen what everybody's been talking about and how everybody's been feeling and how many people have wanted to give up on this team and, and so forth, that it's just really good to see. And I was thinking about I was driving and I was just I just got a little emotional because hearing these pundits say that the Lakers have a chance to go to the finals is it's really good to hear, my friend. Oh my gosh, Gerald. It was great to hear. It was great to hear. It felt it felt like a, a, a little bit of uh sunshine, like finally, like the skies are clearing in Mudville and the sun's out, and uh, you know, it, it seems like uh they've they're walking on the sunny side of the street. So I'm, and and I'm, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be dishonest to anyone out there. Yes, it does help our show, it does help our viewership, and it does help our listenership when the Lakers win or when the Lakers are prosperous because more people tune in. That's just a natural human thing. We do have a regular base of people, and thank you for being part of us. And and if you're not, you're someone that is here listening and watching now because the Lakers are winning. God bless you too. I'm more than happy to have you here as well. It's just it's just good to see for the Lakers fan base that they are now can go ahead and have a little fun. They have been the laughing stock of the entire fan bases for the NBA now for quite some time. It's now I'm just so thankful that for now that the Lakers fans can actually, you know, start pumping up their chest themselves. Yeah, hundred percent, Gerald. Uh, you know, from from two and ten. Uh, going thirty-eight and twenty-eight over your next fifty-six. Oh, from last year, yeah, last year. Oh my goodness! You know, from from you know being twenty-five and twenty-five at the All-Star break, to only winning nine of thirty-four games. Uh, 
to the rest of the regular season was just uh, abysmal. And from, uh, we fielding, were... from fielding last year, the 2013 All-Star team. Yes. <laughs> almost 10 years later. The the the, the Expendables, NBA yes. version. Yes. Um, everybody's just over, over the hill of over the hill. They weren't just over the hill. They were over the hill of over the hill, uh, most of that squad. And yes, Gerald, it was a pit of hell uh, as far as your basketball joy. It was, it was like, it was Dante's Inferno. It really was. And I have so a twinkle of worry about what's to come because the Lakers have now a lot of depleted assets. They're not Dallas level, but they're pretty close to it for the future. But again, this is not about the future. It's about the now and that the Lakers do have a chance to make some damage in the playoffs, I think is, is satisfying in and of itself. Yes. Let's leave it at that. Well said, Gerald. Well said. My friend, I wish you nothing but good times watching the game tonight. It's the NCAA final game. Joe is heavily in meditation and concentration right now, getting his wings ready, getting his his chips ready, getting his, his beer ready, wherever he's at, I'm sure. Want to wish him and also John McCallion and Tom Wong, who both went to the school at various <laughs> times. Uh, also the best because they both have a, a you know a fondness for it, especially John. So want to wish him well and his thoughts because I know he'll be rooting for the, the San Diego State Aztecs as well. But tomorrow we'll be back. It's Utah game. It's going to be on playback.tv. So Lakers fast break right around six o'clock. I think it's the start time as far as on the Pacific West Coast. Your time around 9 p.m. I will say that afterwards, of course, is going to be the best lakers post game that's out there right here at the lakers fast break and the best chat room that's out there at the lakers fast break so for magic man in the morning host sean grice this is gerald glassford want to thank you so much for watching and listening our nba observations remember if you always have questions and you're watching this after the fact drop it below or hit us up lakers fast break on social media or lakers fast break at yahoo.com once again for Sean Grice, it's Gerald Glassford. Enjoy the game tonight, and tomorrow we'll be back to play out the last four games of the season. It starts tomorrow. The Lakers in Utah, what will happen? We'll find out. Can they get the fifth seed? Can they get the sixth seed? We'll have a better idea starting tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.